Welcome back to another episode of the RAG Report podcast, my daily bulletin show where I bring to you recruitment owners, recruitment suppliers, advisors, even investors to the global industry who are prepared to give up some of their time to share ideas and and ways they're all coping with both COVID-19 and and the changes in our sector to to help each other and bring, bring each other closer. Today, I'm excited to be joined all the way from Australia by Chris Almond. Chris is the co-founder of Saucer, which is a tech platform that gives recruitment agencies and individual recruiters the opportunity to build their online brand and and take control of their their reputation. I've seen these guys get busier and busier in Australia. I keep seeing their content online. They've shared a bit about the podcast as well, which which always helps. Um, But I'm, uh, I'm excited to find out what they've been up to and how they're looking to now enter the UK market. Before I do, I want to mention a quick word from our sponsor, Rise Recruitment Ventures. These guys are the hottest and fastest growing investment brand on the recruitment marketplace today. These guys have built and sold a recruitment business before, and now they're looking to do it again with you. So they want to find recruitment owners who are looking to either start their agency or or already have started their agency, who have big plans for a scale and an exit, but just don't really know exactly how they're going to do it. They, 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 They can build, but they need the direction to both look at things like operations, finance, training, HR, internal recruitment, all the infrastructure that builds a business that's, that's ready for sale. These guys have done it and they want to do it with you. So they're prepared to put money in, but they're also going to put their time and give you the experience that they've already acquired in the past. If you're interested to find out if you're the right fit for them, they could be the right fit for you, reach out via their website at www.riserv.co.uk. Okay, back to the show. Chris, good evening or good morning for me. Welcome to the RAG Report. Thanks, mate. Thanks for having me. So uh, it's good to have you on. We had a quick chat last week, and uh, I was uh, straight away. I was excited to to have you on. Um, a Brit abroad right now. In in what what you've described already is a, is a Sydney that's getting cold. My first question to you, mate, was is always, what the hell is your life like right now? Can you paint a picture for us? Tell us what, what's going on. Look, it's um, it's different for sure. I mean. Friday nights at seven o'clock were very different for me a few months ago. Um, but look, there's there's been some there's been some good and there's some bad. You know, everyone unfortunately in our industry has been pretty hit by things, and um, I think in in Australia at least we're starting to see a little bit of positive movement in the market. And um, and yeah, I think it's you know the adapting to the change has been the biggest um, the biggest thing for me. It's it's finding your routine, finding your rhythm, and. And, you know, once you do that, it's it's not as bad as as what what you can potentially no, make I don't, out. I don't think you guys have had it half as bad either in terms of the country of nowhere near has been been hit as hard as we have. But what what's it like for you knowing your family are back home and you're all there and you're miles away and you can't even fly and all the rest of it? Yeah, it's tough, mate. It's um, they feel further than ever, you know. And um, it's it's one of those funny things where I've, I've actually started connecting more with my family. I used to I used to phone my mum you know, probably once every couple of weeks or once every week, see how she's doing. We're always on text and it's every day now, which is sort of good. Um, where are you from? Blackpool originally. Blackpool, that's where my mum lives in Blackpool. Oh yeah, great, yeah. So, um, I lived in Bisper. Do you know Bisper? I used to live in Bisper myself, mate. Yeah, you saw a chippy up there. <laughs> my mum lives on Red Bank Road next to the Sainsbury's right now. Oh yeah, brilliant. Asheville Road we were, so around the corner. <laughs> Everyone listening is like, I don't give a shit, but... Uh, yeah, my mum left Manchester, went to Blackpool, and all it is is Manx and Scousers who are retiring. It's just full of people like having having their twilight years on the beach, even though the sun's never out. But uh, <laughs> absolutely, 
Are your family still there now? Yeah, all well, my family are in Blackpool, so um, yeah, it's uh, <laughs> it's home basically. Yeah. Yeah. So you're you're speaking to them more than ever, which can be a good thing in a way, right? Yeah, you know, you've got to check in on them. Um, my mom, most of my family sort of live isolated, so you've just got to check in on them, make sure they're all right, and um, that's that's really it. Yeah. So you. You, you started a business called Saucer. Um, how long ago? Was it, it was basically exactly when I launched Toxel, wasn't it? Yeah, 2017. And what? Tell, tell us the story. How did that even happen? Yeah, it's a funny old story. Well, um, we were a very different business back then as well. We um, we launched in the market, and we were uh, we were really looking at you know B two B marketplaces in the space, and uh, you were recruiting. I wasn't a recruiter. No, my co-founder was. So um, I was I was in a finance space. So miles different from what it is today. And all my mates were recruiters. Obviously, my co-founder was a recruiter as well. And and we were looking at the market and saying, you know, there's so much business development in this space. It's very sales-led, very sales-driven. How can we make a better connection between employers and recruitment agencies? So we came up with the idea of making sort of a you know, it's cliche, but an Airbnb style marketplace for recruiters where employees can come on and post a job. We got a bunch of recruiters on the other end that are all specialists in their space. They could market themselves better, showcase reviews, showcase all that good, rich information. And we'd make the connection in between. And that worked pretty well for probably two years. But realistically, we saw that there was probably a better way that we could fund- fundamentally change this connection. In, you know, in... In the space, it was trending more about candidate experience, recruitment, marketing, and a lot of the reasons that we were connecting these employers with recruitment agencies was because of the reviews and all that rich data that we collected on them. So we, we ended up chatting with, obviously, hundreds of recruitment agencies, looked at the market, and there was a business in Australia, actually, called Rate My Agent, and they worked in the real estate space. Yeah. And they did a brilliant job of basically changing the way that real estate worked to, to allow it to become a more marketing-led industry. So they've come out with a review-style platform that instead of being a um, you know, glass door type platform where people would come on, recruiters would get bagged out, candidates would you know, open forums, say what they want about them, it became about digital and how to use reviews, case studies, and testimonials to just drive better results from your business. And that really resonated with us. So we ended up connecting with the founder over there and had a couple of chats. And, and really from there, we just decided to start to really pivot our business into what it is today. Um, so what, was, was what, about, what did your business look like at the time where you started to pivot? How many people, what, how many clients, how was it, how was it running? Yeah, we, were, uh, we probably had 30 clients on board on the employer side. We, we had about 300 recruitment agencies that were already part of the platform. And we were making money. It's, um, but, you know, most people might not know what marketplaces look like in terms of revenue, but it's, it's very similar to a perm agency. It's very lumpy revenue. And when you're trying to scale a tech product, that's really difficult. Um, subscription models are becoming more popular and... And we just thought there was a better way to do this. There's a better way to offer value to more recruitment agencies. And, you know, we were five heads back then. We're six heads now. Uh, we've gone through that pivot in the last 12 months. Started generating revenue on this in November. And then coming through into the new year, things were looking well. And then, unfortunately, COVID hit and, and changed quite a bit of that. 
Yeah, yeah, I know what that's like. So, so when you decided to pivot, what was the first thing you do? Because that, that's quite a big move to go from, I've already got revenue, I've got 30 customers here, I've got 300 here. Did you say, well, you know, we're going to keep this running while building it in parallel, or did you flip the whole model? How, how do you even approach them? Because like? pivot is a key word right now. I don't know if you've noticed, but there's so yeah. many people, you know, talk about the pivot, the COVID pivot. And, and I mean, it's a bit of a fatigue, I think, for people, but there's, there's a lot of work that's involved and stuff like that. So how did you even approach that's it? Yeah, it's, um, well, we still, we still ran the marketplace in the background because we were still generating revenue and we still had clients and recruiters that we wanted to support. But we'd already had investors, so we had external investment, which was great. And we really just started building it in the background. So we spent six months where we were putting no effort into the marketplace from a build and product perspective. And all the effort was going into actually building the marketplace, uh, building the reviews platform, sorry. So it was kind of hidden for a while. And then, then when we originally launched in Australia, it was sort of a soft launch where we got these 300 agencies that we'd had on board. Realistically, probably only 20% of them were actually engaged with the marketplace and got those guys to start collecting reviews on the free product. Things started working. We started speaking with more and more people in the industry. And at that point, that's where we decided what that pricing model was and, and launched, launched the pricing probably six months after we launched the product. And that's where things started fundamentally changing. It's interesting that, you know, when you've got a free product, it, it's very true that, all right, you think you're offering value, but a lot of people won't invest the time in something that's free. They think that it doesn't offer value itself. So when we actually turned on that pricing product, that's when we started to gather a lot more interest from recruitment agencies. And, and yeah, from then we were, you know, we were pretty sales led. We've got, we've got a good set of partners in, in Australia. And they were really our go-to-market strategy. And we started looking at integrations with, with, um, with ATSs. So we're integrating with JobAdder, Bullhorn, Vincere. And that was really our go-to-market. And, um, and we just started generating a lot of noise, a lot of reviews. And, um, and yeah, it sort of started to snowball. And that was, the, that was the point that we made the decision to say, you know what, let's, let's switch this marketplace off and um, go 100% in the reviews platform, which is where we're at today. Could you not have just left it running and making residual income or was it too much work to administer? Yeah, it's, um, you know, the idea when you, uh, when you set something like that up is that the tech does everything. That's not the reality. Um, and I think last time we spoke, mate, I said you end up becoming the middleman for middlemen. True. Uh, recruitment, you know, is very phone-led, very relationship-led. So you try to build all that into a platform. It just doesn't work. So whilst we were, you know, account managing jobs and things like that, we were still acting like recruitment agents in a way where, you know, we're trying to get updates from both sides of the fence. So, yeah, we, you know, we, our revenue dipped significantly just because we made that decision to go, you know what, this, this isn't going to scale and we've, we've got a really good opportunity here with the reviews platform. Is it called the same thing, Saucer? Yeah, still called the same thing, although... Um, We've had a few people say, would, would you change the brand? Do you think the brand would be more suited to being something else? And, you know, I, I like the brand. And until we, until we see that there's a problem with it and it's, it's stopping us acquire businesses or businesses aren't, you know, resonating with the brand, I think that's the point we'll change. But it's not cheap, as you probably know, mate. No, mate, well, I don't think you've got any reason to change. Like, sorcerer is a word. It's related to the industry. It's fine. It's... And I mean, hot soap means nothing, doesn't it? Like, it's, 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 it's got to be a word that becomes synonymous with yeah. it. As long as you're clear with the message. We were talking about this on the last call, weren't we? And I'm, I'm, 
I'm going through my Hoxo Academy at the moment. I've got 60 owners in there and soon to be 75, hopefully, by the end of next week, which is really exciting. And all of them are asking first questions about, you know, when do I get content done and when do I get out to market? They're all chomping. It's like, you know, they're all ready to go. And I love that. I love it. But the reality is my first port of call when working with these people is, is to stop and go, what's your like brand? What does it mean? Like, what does it represent? And, and who are you talking to? Like, who are you actually chatting to? And, yeah. you know, you could call yourself anything. Call yourself Donny Osmond's Motors if you really want. But as long as, <laughs> as long as you know who your audience is and your tone of voice, your content is distributed in front of them and it's super clear, like straight line, mm-hmm. you can put it, if you can say it in one sentence or, more, or less, what you do and people can understand it, then you'll, you've got an opportunity here. But what yeah. I find is most businesses and people, they talk about themselves too much. It's me, 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 me. Everything's about us. They don't focus on the people that are actually buying the product. So Saucer could be called anything. Um, I think it's cool. And the fact is, looking at your site, super clear. You know, you, what you do, how you help. That's what it's about, right? Um, it, so It's a journey to go through that though, mate. It's... Um... I know when we first built our website, it wasn't it wasn't very vision led. It was you want to get all your features onto one page and try and sell the dream to everyone. And it, it's not about that. You've got to create the story around it. And yeah. you know we, we're still tweaking that now. It's took us three years, and we're still trying to improve it and trying to get a message out there that that resonates with recruiters and agency owners to say, you know what, this this is going to provide me value, and it actually you know, switches the buttons of these agency owners and says, you know what, that's solving a problem or that's, that's going to add value for me. And, and that, that's always a moving vehicle because you've got to move with the trends in the market as well, I suppose. Exactly. Look at like a film, right? If you look at a movie script, you know, take Rocky, for example. If you just listed what happened in Rocky as a, as a film, it wouldn't be that exciting. <laughs> Box, average boxer, gets the new trainer, fights a few times, loses a few times, wins a few times, wins at the end. But it's, the fact is, the features and benefits of all businesses, they're not that exciting without the story, without the, you know, the emotion that you create. And, and effectively, everyone resonates with these characters in these films and goes, well, that's a bit like my life. You need people to resonate with your brand. And I don't think there's a market, there's a, there's a recruitment business out there who's not going to think my reputation needs some work or uh, it's, it's, it should be like one of the top things I think about. My reputation, whether it's online or offline, we're, we're absolutely fundamentally built on reputation as an industry. And if you can't demonstrate how good yours is in the future, everything's going digital, right? Yeah. And, that, and, that, and that's what we're about. It's, you know, recruiters have got great reputations if they're good recruiters, right? And it's about taking what they've already built and moving that into a digital, digital format, really. You know, it's, the world's more online than it's ever been before and it's not going to change. In fact, it's probably going to become more online and it's about taking all those good relationships you've got, all, the, all those good stories and all that hard work you've already done and putting that online for all these other people that are out there looking for the next recruiter they want to work with. All the people that you're reaching out to who may be unsure about your services, it's saying, hey, you know what? You can trust me. I'm credible. This is what everyone says about me and these, these are the jobs that I've worked on and it's all verified. You don't have to just believe me. And, and that's really important. You know, it's, you look at any industry, you look at the way that we use TripAdvisor, the way that we use Booking.com, it's all review-based and 100%. it's only going to happen in our industry. A quick interruption of the episode to bring to you a message from our second sponsor, which is Odro. Odro, as most of you probably know, is the world's most powerful all-in-one video interview platform for recruiters. 
used by thousands of recruiters worldwide and with some of the industry's biggest names amongst its client base, Odro is a video interview platform. It was developed specifically to help agencies increase their revenues. The most innovative solution on the market, Odro's software helps recruiters to engage more talent, reduce time to hire, and most importantly, it helps you win business. You'll even get the ROI back from investing in Odro within just 45 days. It's designed to benefit everyone in the process. So from recruiters to clients to candidates, Odro's platform is improving the hiring process one interview at a time. We chose to partner with Odro because we felt like both brands, Hoxo and Odro, were in such a clear alignment in the way that we approach everything we do and how passionate we are about helping this industry grow. If you want to find out more about how Odro can help your agency transform its process and win more business, win exclusivity and drive revenue, then click the link on the podcast notes and every social post that goes out and they will, you will get a call back by one of the Odro guys. They're, they are awesome and I'm sure they'll be able to offer some amazing value to your business. Thanks for listening. Let's get back to the show. I think Amazon's the one now. I look at Amazon. I use Amazon all the time, especially in COVID-19. I'm fucking every yeah. day. Every podcast I have, there's a doorbell goes and it's Amazon. And uh, <laughs> I used to play my wife, but every time I get the door, it's for me. So maybe it's not, I've got the problem. Um, you know, you go on Amazon and you've got like, you know, you get what you type anything in, there's a, there's a load of them. I always now look at who's got the most reviews, who's got the best percentage. Because there's sharks out there, there's shit products, there's, there's, there's people trying to take your cash. Um, so, talk us through then, let's go back to that bit where you, when you made the decision to change, what happened next? So we made that decision to change just as we switched on the pricing model. And look, we'd, we'd already done quite a lot of work and luckily the people that were already in the business with the old product are still in the business now. So they were already familiar with what the goal was. Yeah. Um, and it was, you know, it's really interesting. I, I can't remember the, the transition, but what I do remember is there was just a certain day where all the and everything we done, we just said, you know what, this Monday it starts. This is where the new sales process happens. This is where all the new branding happens, all the new content that we push out on, on LinkedIn and through email and just rolled with it. You know, it, nothing, you get your initial spike because you've already been sort of speaking to people in the market. So we saw a bit of love straight away, but that dips and, and consistency is key. We, you know, we kept knocking on doors. We kept trying to make partnerships and eventually you start to stick and your brand starts to stick as well. And the more you get in your content out there and, you know, that's, that's probably a big thing about COVID-19 where we fundamentally changed how we work as a business. Prior to that, we were pretty sales-led. You know, as a small start business with investment, you've got to chase your revenue, you've got to chase all those top-line metrics just to keep a smile on the investor's face. And coming through COVID-19, we, you know, as a business, we, we identified pretty quickly that we're not going to be able to sell this product to recruitment agencies. You know, marketing, historically, is probably one of the first budgets to go. And we were already speaking to um, a lot of recruitment agencies that were getting a little bit nervous. And we thought, you know what? Rather than knocking our heads, uh, knocking our heads against the wall and, and trying to sell into these guys, why don't we try and offer as much value as possible here? So we decided to just offer the product for free, completely for three months, which we're still doing now. And that, that led to us changing our approach from being sales-led to being content-driven. So, you know, we're doing webinars every week. We're doing stuff like this with you, mate. And... You know, the difference is, is refreshing. 
you know, you're not chasing cold leads anymore. It's people who already know who you are, have already engaged with your content. And I just, I just, I feel like I've been saying this for years, but it is, (laughs) if you go on a tube in London or a train in Sydney and you watch, just stop for fucking five minutes and look about, what is everyone doing? They're Mm. on that. They're just looking at their phone, aren't they? Every fucking one of them, right? (laughs) <laughs> we're, we're, we're absolutely as a nation as a as an as a race we're, we're addicted to smartphones there's no there's no doubt we're, we're addicted so hmm. when we think about the nature like how often do you get a call nowadays and you don't even want to answer it i have called <laughs> see a number i don't know and i'm like fuck that <laughs> I'm like, nah, i'd rather go reply back and go who's this <laughs> and I'm, an, I'm an extra career but the truth is we're not because we, we've got text messages and we've got social media we're not as asked about the phone as we used to be in, in, as, yeah. as, as humans so i'm not saying don't make phone calls and don't cold call call I'm, I'm, i still believe it works i think you can actually have an advantage if you still do bits of it but if you're not doing what we're talking about i think it's you, you're fundamentally living in the past um, yeah and covid has brought that forward for a lot of people so you're one of them i actually don't think marketing budgets have been slashed anywhere near as much as i thought they'd be and i yeah, think that's- I think the reason is the furlough scheme. So I think if, if in the UK, I know you've got a slightly different approach in, in Oz. I think it's been a lot better here. Like, I think you get $1,500 a fortnight or something, don't you, in Australia to the job retention? Yeah, yeah but it's not furlough. That's, they've still got to work. You've got to keep them employed. So it's, oh, that, right. I think that's different, yeah. Oh, that's, that's probably better. And in ours, obviously, you know, you don't work, you get paid 8%. Um, I think that has probably saved marketing budgets along the way because if you think about it, 70% of most recruitment companies' headcount is their uh, costs are their headcount. So if they're reducing that down, then they go, what else have we got to do? We've got a brand, we've got a market, we've got to be in front of people. Mm -hmm. We can't just hide away. So I think LinkedIn has gone nuts. I think people that have never produced content are starting to do it, which is it's interesting. It's a good thing. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing how many people keep it up when the market goes semi back to normal. Um, but no, you, you've said it there. If people can see your content, if people can resonate with it and people can, like I put a post up this morning on LinkedIn about the two way street of, of, of engagement. I get the number one question I get asked, how would I get engaged? I don't get many, I don't get many likes. I don't get many comments, Sean. I don't get much of that. I'm like, I always say, how many, how many people a day do you like and comment on? And they go, what do you mean? <laughs> how many do you do? And they go, not many. I'm like, well, why the fuck are they going to write on yours then? No offense. Yeah. Like, of course, for all the marketing gurus that are listening, you're like, that's shit advice. Great content gets likes. I know that. Of course, great content will, will, will cut through the noise. But we're talking about the average recruitment owner here. We're talking about yeah. the average person. If they're not contributing in, a, in, in the community themselves, why would they expect people to engage back? If you're, not going, oh, if you're not engaging with your clients and candidates every day on LinkedIn, there's a very limited chance they're going to want to engage with you without it being an unbelievable piece of content. You can get caught up in that as well. It's, you know, we, um, I was actually chatting with a dude who's in personal branding over, over in uh, Australia called David Wilson home. And yeah, I know Dave, yeah. He, um, he, called, um, he called it, when you talk, look at engagement and things like that, you've got a lot of lazy lookers. So whilst you might only have two, three, five, ten likes, whatever on your post, a lot more people have seen it. So a lot more people are coming aware of you. And that's, that's where consistency is important. All right, they might, they might click on your blog or click on your photo or your video and have a look. Their goal isn't to like it. Their goal is to look at your content. And if you just focus on that and keep delivering what you think is good value, next time you pick up the phone to someone, it's not, hey, this is me, this is what I do. It's, hey, I saw you checked out my blog. And it just warms up every, 
every interaction that you can have. It's the outbound. It makes the outbound, outbound easier. So what is your plan in the UK now? You're getting to a point where you, you reached out because you want to you start hitting your home turf. What's, what's going to happen? That's it, mate. I mean, you know, you, the UK market is something that we we're always looking to go into. And we just saw this COVID thing as, you know, an opportunity. There's a lot of agencies out there that are looking to differentiate themselves now. There's less work in the market. They may have more time on their hands. So that, that, that's the real reason that we launched in the UK so soon. It's, people said that we were a bit crazy doing it, given that it's COVID. But on the flip side, if we can go out there, add value, help agencies as much as we can with this free product, and, and then after everything gets back to whatever normality is, they decide that they want to pay for it, great. If they don't, we've got a free product. You can carry on using that and collecting reviews. So, so if, yeah, in really simple terms, if I'm a recruitment owner, what does it do? How does it even work? Yeah, so we pitch ourselves as a digital marketing and experience platform. So how it works for an agency in real terms, we help you collect reviews and then promote those reviews across your digital footprint. So, you know, there's, everyone's familiar with reviews platforms. I think where, where they've often failed in recruitment before is they make it just about their websites. Hey, this is recruitreviews.com. Come here, check out all the reviews from recruiters and you'll get a bunch of leads. And in reality, that's not going to work unless you're going to spend millions and millions of dollars on AdWords or whatever it may be, it's a false promise. So we've positioned it to help amplify your brand across all the other digital channels that you've invested in. So, you know, you collect your reviews on Sourcer, but we're Google connected, so you can collect Google reviews at the same time. We're LinkedIn connected, so you can share reviews and designs of reviews on your LinkedIn to drive more engagement there. You can create capability statements. You can put reviews on your website. It's, you know, we were chatting about Trustpilot. It's it's similar to Trustpilot, but completely tailored to recruitment. We've we've seen the fragmentation of other reviews platforms, and we're just trying to do something that has been has been successful in other markets like real estate, like legal, but just for recruiters. And it's a way of getting your brand out to market and standing out above your competitors. The you know the reality is. All recruit well, not all. Most recruitment agencies look and sound the same. So how do you prove you're different? Because if you're going out there saying it's because we have better service levels, or you know, even if it's because we've got better staff, the next person next to you is probably saying that. So how do you prove it when you're pitching for work or pitching for a candidate? And and that's really what it's about in its essence: proving all the stuff that you're trying to say in your pitch. Yeah, I agree with that. I think that's awesome. So if someone wants to get involved. They, what do they do next? Yeah, they, uh, it's super easy. You can jump on Sourcer, search your agency name and uh, just claim the profile and then we'll get in touch and go from there. It's, you know, the review collection is super easy because it's all integrated, but the way that we've designed it is each agency has their own company page essentially. So it acts like that branding and, and that reviews collection point for you to then use wherever else you want. So... You know, it's it's not about long sign up, long implementation. You can claim your page and get up and running in you know the, the space of a day. And we're here as customer success to make sure you get the most value out of the product after that. You all in Australia? Have you got anyone on the ground over there? We're in the process of getting someone over there at the minute, but it's a bit of a challenge with the flights. <laughs> yeah, you, have to, um, you have to get someone who's in the UK. There's enough people looking for work who know our space, so I'm sure you can. If anyone's there. Uh, if you're interested in a UK-based ex-recruiter or something who wants to help sell and sort of... Oh, yeah, 100%.
yeah well, if anyone's interested uh, come and give me a shout yeah, if you're on furlough or you're not and you're interested in reaching out, getting to it. Um, what's the long-term plan for you guys? Where are you heading? Like? What's the big vision? Look, for us, it's, we want to be seen as a pillar of trust for the industry, I suppose. If the credibility of the industry and the transparency and the trust, if we can, if we can do that, we can give the industry a better reputation. Whether we like it or not, it's not got the greatest reputation. I think we've said it before, you know, a lot of recruiters have, have done a lot of things to burn their relationships with clients and candidates. And it's about taking good clients and candidates and pointing them in the direction of good recruiters out in the market. Um, and that's the reality of it. You know, it's a low barrier to entry market. I could set up a recruitment agency tomorrow, and even though I've never been a recruiter before and, you know, charge 20 grand for the, for the privilege. And not that that's a bad thing, but there's, there's got to be some advocacy behind it. Um, and then at the same time, if we can help transition the, I suppose transition the industry to be more marketing led than sales led, it's only going to help, help even further for recruitment agencies. If, you know, things are changing, although, although sales is, although sales will always be important, it has to be blended with marketing. And I think, you know, recruiters and recruitment agency owners are starting to see that, which is great. And we just want to be there to help. The, what I like about your thing as well is it's it can operate at both a company and a desk level. I think that's where where we're we're trying to impact that with our personal brand coaching and all the things we're doing. Is biggest problem in recruitment marketing is this, the sheer complexity of an agency. So you might only have, you'd, let's say, you're twenty people, but that's split between four teams of I don't know four or five, three or four or five. You got a couple of people doing like BD, and you got the owner and whatever. Yeah. Well, they could all be operating in different niches with different candidates with potentially different hiring managers and it's a, it's a really difficult branding exercise because how do you then have one message that covers everything it's pretty tough you need to have like a, a top line message which says this is who this is how we operate and this is how we solve people's problems but then it really needs to get under the bonnet at a desk level that says hi i'm johnny and i'm the fucking bees knees and dot net <laughs> yeah, and and this is my brand. This is my community. Oh, and here's my reviews. Here's my performance or my team performance. And if you can infiltrate your platform and your tools, just like what we're doing from the top down or the bottom up, actually might be a better way of describing it. Then you've got a powerful business. So if you've got 30, twenty recruiters banging on online about their reviews and their performance and showing evidence of how they're they're better than competitors. That's an exciting few months you got ahead of you. You, you. The compound effect to your agency when everyone else is just banging on the phone and doing doing what they've always done, you're going to stand out pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, and no, that's it. It's, you you put it spot on. At that top level, it's it's all about brand values, what you can deliver, and if you can help the personal brand of each individual consultant say, "This is my domain, and this is why I I rock it." Right. You're laughing. You're laughing as an agency. You know, a, lot of, a lot of agencies are quite nervous about giving, you know, giving freedom to their recruitment consultants to build their brand because they want to protect the company brand. But, you know, both go hand in hand at the end of the day. Um, so if you can do both at the same time, you, you, you've got to do well as an agency. Wicked. Well, Chris, um, thanks so much for taking the time out today, mate. I think um, I really like the fact that, you know, you guys are you're pretty humble about it. You know, you're normal lads. you You've, you've tried one thing. It didn't quite work for you. You're now launching a new thing. It's, I think the industry needs it. I believe in it. So I think you're going to do really well. Um, if anyone wants to get in touch with you, even if it's just to ask questions, 
about how it works or just, you know, what the Aussie market's looking like, you're open for a chat, yeah? Yeah, 100%. Shoot me a LinkedIn, whatever, and I'll, I'll, I'll chat with anyone. More than happy. Wicked. All right. Well, look, thank you so much, guys. I hope you enjoyed that episode. I hope that's given you some food for thought. Um, whether you saucer or not, proving the quality of you and your team's performance is going to get more and more uh, essential as, as we as we get into this digital world that we now live in. Uh, if you enjoyed today's episode, I ask you to do one thing. I don't ask you to pay me any money. It'd be nice, but I'm not asking for that today. <laughs> I want you to uh, just share this this post, share this share this episode. Get get on LinkedIn, share it with your mates, text WhatsApp with your colleagues, your boss. I want more and more people listening. We, we're reaching about 15,000 monthly downloads now. So it's going, we've almost tripled the listener base since COVID-19 started, which says you guys are all doing what I'm saying, which is amazing. If you, uh, if you also do listen on Apple, iTunes, get on there and give us your five-star ratings in your comments, and uh, that'll help us get more engagement on there as well. Um, I'll be back again with another episode ASAP. In the meantime, stay safe, and I will see you all soon. This podcast is brought to you by Hoxo Media. We are the world's number one inbound marketing agency exclusively focused on helping the recruitment industry. Myself and my business partner started the business in 2017, having been recruiters for seven years before. We felt that the recruitment industry back then needed to change and that marketing was going to play a huge role in the way that new and existing recruitment organizations won business and stood out in such a crowded marketplace. In three years, we've now worked with over 200 organizations around the world. We reach a huge audience with both this podcast and content online and we have over 55 recruitment agencies right now we're managing the marketing for so that involves strategy content creation distribution systems process and leads generated having been recruiters and marketeers we can not only build your brand but we're also able to connect it to your sales team and ensure that leads are generated as a result of marketing. There's a clear ROI that leads to sales activity. But we also understand recruitment businesses. That's small businesses, medium-sized businesses, large businesses in all sectors. We understand you, we've done the job, and we can build campaigns that are super relevant to what you need as a business right now. We've also recently launched the Hoxo Academy, which is designed to help recruitment owners, recruiters, and marketeers learn from the work that we do so that you can action some of this stuff in-house on your own. The Academy has been launched in May 2020 and has already had an amazing uh, response from the market and it's only going to grow one way. So if you're interested in either having Hoxo support you build your marketing as a, as a supplier that acts as part of your team or you want to be trained by us on how to do it yourself, then get in touch. Visit www.hoxomedia.com and register your interest on our homepage. We will then get back to you within 24 hours and arrange uh, an introductory call. Thanks again for listening to this show. Every single one of you means so much and we will see you again soon.